This is a WBR podcast. Welcome to the Logi Pharma podcast, the show that takes you behind the scenes of the life sciences supply chain. I'm Megan. And I'm Lucas. In each episode, we will sit down with experts and thought leaders from the industry and beyond to bring you unrivaled insights. Exactly. Our guests will include supply chain executives, pharma CEOs, our very own industry experts from WBR and some recent graduates. Whether they have reached the pinnacle of their career or they're just starting out, our guests are shaping the future of the industry. So join us to uncover the stories behind the supply chain and make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Lodger Farmer podcast. Megan, hello. Lucas, hello. How are you? How was your day? Got really official there. Oh, my day's been grand. Thanks for mm-hmm. asking. Um, you know, leading into this, but we have been doing a lot of work on social media um, for the Lodger Farmer podcast. We're officially, I feel, LinkedIn celebrities. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But so many impressions. Hidden so far. Because, hidden. Because yeah. by the time this comes out, we're going to be massive LinkedIn celebrities. Yeah. How I feel is, do you know... Um, how, how, well, thanks for asking. I've asked you about your day. Yeah, This is how I feel. Well, I'm just thinking, you know the sitcom Friends? Heard of it? Yeah. yeah. I, I think I have. Heard of it? Yeah. yeah. I remember seeing an interview where, before it started, the uh, writer or director or whatever mm. took all of the friends oh. out for dinner before the first mm-hmm. episode came out. And um, he was like, right, this is the last time you guys are going to be able to be out. You know what, this is the same, for the sake, you sent me a friend's meme on Teams this week based on the same thing about being famous. Yes, yeah. So yeah, I'm looking it's forward really, to it. yeah. really you're basing fame off the Friends cast. <laughs> yes, the only TV show I've seen. Lucas <laughs> hasn't seen anything else. Yes, He's only reruns. watched Friends and listened yeah. to the Logi Pharma podcast. Yeah, that's all it is, yeah. <laughs> but no, um, welcome back. Um, so yeah, we've got very much exciting things going on at the moment, and mm-hmm. we're hoping that when this airs, it'll be massive. Right now, yeah. we're just growing the LinkedIn. Yeah, we're, so we're follow building us. Building emails, we're learning about emails. We're <laughs> learning about LinkedIn. We're making posts. We're making secretive posts. I'm posting eye emojis. Um, <laughs> eye emojis. I don't like. That's so far away from what I actually want to be doing. As in, in terms of yeah. social media, I don't use social media, and now I've got to post eye emojis. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's also your own fault because um, so we've got our department is technically part of marketing, right? Mm. We're technically in marketing, we're yeah, content marketing, marketing content yeah. marketing. But um, yeah, Lucas commented um, because he didn't want to comment what everyone yeah, else was doing. He didn't want to post. He didn't want to be serious and actually put text. So he, um, he, he felt it was too serious, so he used emojis, and um, we just hear his name being shouted across the office, Lucas. <laughs> great job there, and that's high praise because Eve knows everything about. Yeah, our colleague and, Eve knows yeah. she's going to love that she got a shout out. We're refilming this intro about four or five weeks after we originally did because back, you know, like, I feel like this might be relatable to other content market, but you've never got a clear outline at the beginning of a project. Mm-hmm. When you were doing a podcast, we had set up some interviews, conducted some, um, but the intro itself, we didn't actually confirm our name. Yes, so we, we used the wrong name. No, yeah. we, we, we were using the right name well, at the true. time. Well, that's true. The name became wrong. The name evolved. It wasn't wrong. evolved. Yeah. No, there's nothing wrong. It's always just a mistake that you need that you haven't made. You know. That's true. That's true. We won't be too hard on ourselves. No. But it's still true that we have to re-record this. What's on the agenda for today? So today we are speaking to slash I've already spoken to slash you don't know if we have or we haven't. Yeah, Will Robinson, the the producer of Lodger Farmer. Yeah. Um, and we speak to him about Leon. 
how Leon? this year's went. What happened in Leon? Well, it was just a little, little old event that little, I personally attended. Yeah, the um, biggest life sciences supply chain, chain event in, yeah. in the world. In the world. Yeah. Um, you went. And the best. Yeah. yeah. Was it the best because I was there? Well, it's not for me to say. Was it because we produced reports that were there? <laughs> yeah. So I'll be honest, person. it's probably not. It's probably the event management and the um, uh, Will's hard work. True. Um, Good segue because that is true. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I appreciate the compliment on my segue. <laughs> yeah. Getting professional. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, we speak to them about yeah. this year's event, uh, the key drivers, how well it went, what people yeah. take out of the event, why they like it so much, why it's so popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, we speak a little bit about next year's as well. Yeah. I also think our audience will really appreciate kind of hearing a bit more about Will and mm-hmm. how he got into conference producing. Yeah. Behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. yeah. And also just to hear his drive to constantly, like he's constantly working to make Logi Farm better, which mm-hmm. I mean, considering how big 2023 was. like in my head I'm it's already a very high pinnacle Mm -hmm. making it bigger and better for 2024 is just very exciting and I imagine I hope uh, a fair few of the people listening are speakers at the event or delegates who go yeah and everyone will know Will I'm sure um so I think it'll be good for them to hear some more from him in depth about the event yeah he's so knowledgeable about yeah. all of and just how early he starts work on Logi Farm as well. Mm-hmm. Like it had just been done in April and he was already five yeah, already. weeks into calls for next year. Yeah. Um and of course And of course he'd be glad to know that we ask him about his myth. Yes. So um yeah don't worry about that. That's that's to come but you have to listen to wait to the end. I'm just thinking is this the first one where we have a myth? No, no, we have we, no, have, we, do we have, have George. Yes, yeah, I, yeah. Don't I, worry, straight. That's the one thing we had nailed yeah. down from, yes. from episode one. Yeah, I'd like to clarify that for the audience so that they know it's coming. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah, so wait for that. Um, should we leave it at that? I think go so. into it. I think we've done. I've done a great job there. Great. I think we've explained him perfectly. He's going to yeah. be great. Yeah. Perfectly set up. Well, enjoy this episode, and yeah, we look forward to hearing your thoughts. Thank you okay. very much, Will, for joining us. Thanks. It's, uh, it's great to be here. Yeah, thank you. A bit later on, we'll go into um, Lodger Farmer and the event and everything. But firstly, we thought it might be good if you could um, just give us a bit of an introduction to yourself. Uh, yeah, sure. So, so, so I'm Will, uh, Will Robinson. I'm the, uh, the content director for the, the Global Lodger Farmer event series, uh, focusing upon uh, the couple of events we, we hold in the European space. We, we, have, we have events over in the US and, and out in, uh, in Asia and Singapore. Um, and uh, I steer the ship uh, in terms of content and, and uh, you know, what we focus upon in terms of uh, doing the research. And we have a pretty re- extensive research process for the um, uh, for, for the Lodge Pharma brand. Um, and uh, but also, you know, engaging with the the industry, the the pharmaceutical producers, the medical device uh, companies, and all the other key stakeholders to basically find the right people to hopefully speak about the right things. Um, and make sure we've got the most cutting edge content and uh, those that are you know, really talking about the things that are the heart of uh, the industry's priorities um, at the moment, really. So so that's what that's that's me and that's sort of my role uh, with the Lenology family, really, yeah. Okay, so you've been doing it four years now, is it? Uh, coming up to six. Amazing, wow. And yeah, since that's been quite a chunk of time, I suppose. So how have you kind of seen it grow over that time? Um, so, so yeah, the, the Logi Pharma event, uh, particularly in the in the European space, has grown quite significantly. Mm. Um, in line with the industry, you know, the 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 leaps and bounds that uh, the pharmaceutical industry has taken um, have have been significant, particularly around you know uh, digitalization. Um, it was an industry which 
previously um, was definitely a laggard in terms of its technological advancement, in terms of its process advancement and so on. Um, the, the the medical device and pharmaceutical industry is one that you know should be conservative by its nature because um, at the heart of it is patient safety. Um, and uh, there's a lot of regulation within the industry as well. Um, but it was significantly behind. And so in the last few years, we've seen you know, across the industry uh, a real uh, development in, uh, and, and speed up and, and, and the closing of the gap, let's say, with, with the verticals. Um, there's been plenty to talk about as a result. And so, you know, we've seen Logipharma uh, and the kind of discussions and the breadth of the discussions that we've been having there you know, uh, grow significantly as well. Um, and so, yeah, for, you know, looking at 2018, when I um, started uh, working on the, the first uh, Lozzy Farm event uh, that, that I'd worked on, um, it was still the 18th year the event had uh, taken place. Um, we're coming up to our 25th anniversary wow. soon. Um, but, uh, you know, it was it was standing at around sort of five, six hundred attendees. Um, and we're, we're hoping for about almost three times that at uh, the event next year uh, when the event takes place again in April um, in Lyon. So, yeah, we've, see, we've seen some quite significant uh, um, uh, developments and, and growth uh, in terms of the discussions, the breadth of the discussions, uh, the seniority of those that are attending and the sheer numbers um, that, that we have uh, at the events as well. So um, we, we now are certainly in a position where, you know, we're able to very firmly say we are the world's leading uh, life science life science supply chain event um which was a nice place to be uh, people seem to take a lot of value from the from the days themselves so so yeah that's that's what we've seen that's what i personally have seen over the last few years yeah, um, yeah. amazing and i mean lo- um, lucas was lucky enough to go and he mm. said it was amazing um the event in april but yeah i know it's a loaded question but how was Lodgy pharma 2023 um, well, for, for, on a personal basis, it was it was wonderful. Uh, if a little stressful, I was I was in um, uh, in headless checking mode quite a bit. Um, <laughs> We've all been there. We've all been there. And uh, and there's a uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of moving parts to the events, and um, we had uh, about 250 speakers, um, around 1,200 attendees uh, in 2023 when the event took place at the end of um, of last month, at the end of April. Um, but uh, the, I mean, the, the events as a whole went in, in extremely well. Uh, what we generally know when we, when, when we know we've done, we've done a good job is when a we're getting really good feedback, which we did do from you know from, from across the space, and also when the things that uh, you know that, that go wrong in terms of programming and, and all of the uh, you know the, the little things all that are naturally stuff. one once. Yeah. Say again, sorry. All the little stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, the uh, yeah, the things like the, the programming and and just all the things that one can can expect um, <laughs> with an event of that size, with any event. This is the nature of live events. You know, when people don't notice them, uh, that's when you know that you've you've, you've done a good job. Uh, and and across yeah, across the board, the uh, you know the, the the feedback that we've been getting from the producers, from the medical device companies, but then across you know from from all of the key stakeholders that we that we work with and partner with, um, from you know from the technology companies, the three PLs, the uh, right through to folks from you know hospital representatives, the actual customers themselves, the the feedback's been really good. Um, people see it as 
the, the you know the foremost opportunity to, to network with with others in the the global life sciences space um and uh yeah we've got a certain standard that we you know we, we try and uphold uh we don't try we, we we do everything that we can do to uphold we will continue to try and um uh, grow that standard to to set the standards higher um and ensure that that feedback uh, remains the same for 2024 and beyond really but um yeah <laughs> that was a a, a decent enough answer to as you say Amazing. a loaded question very good answer <laughs> Yeah. You mentioned um, that you got some great feedback, which is amazing. Um, was there anything in particular that sort of attendees and um, speakers value the most whilst there? Well, one one thing we do try and do is um, make sure that we have a really good uh, ratio in terms of the the number of uh, pharmaceutical producers and medical device representatives at the event versus any other kind of stakeholder. So you know whether you're a 3PL or or a technology company or um, a consultant, whatever it might be, you know though you are there as a key part of the uh, the the, you know, the industry as a whole. Um, often, uh, you know, if you're coming from one of those organisations and attending Logi Pharma, you, you're coming there with, a, with you, I'm sure you're there to learn, to to network, and to have a great time. But you're also perhaps there to you know to uh, to develop business and to to sell your wares effectively. You know to to, to to, to create new business opportunities with um, potential customers in the form of the pharma companies and the medical device companies. And what we are really hot on and try and make sure that we do, uh, or at Logic Pharma and will continue to always do, is ensure that the ratios are such that, uh, you know, that the, the pharma companies and the uh, medical device companies are in the majority. Um, that means that the majority of people are there purely to learn, purely to, uh, to, to you know, to, to learn from one another, uh, the kind of the kind of discussions that are being had um, are, are of certain nature as a result, and there's, it just it just makes sure that the, you know, the 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 overall the overall and the overarching sort of um, uh, atmosphere of the event itself is the, is the right one, um, and that bleeds into the the content as well. So um, you know we we make sure that we have a critical mass of case studies. Um, Panel discussions, presentations, um, and uh, and roundtables that are led purely by the pharma um, and, uh, and and medical device companies uh, with with no commercial angle. Uh, and what we are always trying to do, you know, with those who may have uh, you know a commercial relationship with the with the pharma companies and the medical device companies, is ensure that they're leading first with you know um, I guess uh, some thought leadership freebies, right? So so if you're coming from a from a perspective of I don't know a leading consultant and have the opportunity to to work with and speak to a real wide range of different producers and med device companies in the space. You would have learned a lot. That's why people come to you yeah. as a consultant. Um, I mean, this applies to all of the you know the other stakeholders that we speak to. But what we try and you know really drive is is that the, those that are involved you know aren't coming to the event with any kind of pitch aren't coming to the event with any kind of you know sales messaging but coming to the event with some real valuable thought leadership and opportunities for you know those that are in the room uh, whenever they're speaking um to, to to learn something they wouldn't learn anywhere else um and then you know obviously the, 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 the there'll be opportunities for for conversations that may have a commercial nature after the fact um but they are generally far more um uh, productive uh, when when there's already been something given without any you know um, uh, well without anything that expected in return so that's something that we do uh, and then there's just a real breadth of perspectives as well which is you know what we've heard and what we're trying to really drive I mentioned and you know, we do try and ensure that we have 
all key stakeholders in the end-to-end -end supply chain represented um, from, you know, the, the vast majority being the producers and med, med, med device companies because the buck stops with them um, and they are orchestrating everything. Um, but right through from, you know, the API producers uh, through to CMOs and manufacturers, airlines, sea freight companies, um, ports of air and sea variety, uh, technology companies, consultants, um, 3PLs, 4PLs, um, regional distributors, drone companies, we even had at the event itself, um, and, uh, and the customers themselves as well. So patient representative organizations, hospitals, pharmacies. Um, yeah, that is, it's a real broad and truly end-to-end -end, um, range of perspectives that we have on site as well. Now, moving on, obviously Lodge Pharma 2023, massive success, um, but it's done now. We can sort of look forward and you mentioned you sort of have conversations with people about what went well, et cetera. Have you got any idea, anything you can tell us about next year's Lodge Pharma? Yeah. yeah, anything to look forward to? <laughs> Well, I mean, the, the the research begins in earnest uh, in the mm -hmm. next few weeks, actually. Wow. And, and like I say, we have quite a rigorous research process um, for, for the Largy Pharma uh, event series. But there are certain things that will, you know, most certainly feature more heavily uh, next year and into the future than ever before. The uh, the the personalised drugs of the future, you know, novel modalities as, as as they're often referred to in the industry, things like um, mRNA, mRNA um, and uh, and cell and gene therapies, uh, where the 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 nature of the supply chain is uh, is 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 far more complex. It's wholly personalised. Um, the, the you know we're talking about really low volume and high value products where they absolutely have to be delivered to the patient um you know in in the inverted commas just in time uh, manner in, in very localized supply chains with with um you know very individualized manufacturing processes that is very different to the supply chains of the uh, you know of, of bygone years um and it's where the industry is heading so that's one area that we'll be you know building into and driving into a lot more um and one area that it seems like we'll be building to a fair bit more as well is is the transition from clinical uh, to commercial, um, so, so how you know a range of um, different producers are, uh, are, are developing their um, value chain management um, and and, uh, and and correct you know scale up of of, of, of products uh, from from clinical to commercial and you know understanding where because Logi Pharma um, is is fundamentally about the commercial supply chain um, understanding where commercial can you know be best introduced to um to operations and to the development and, and design of, of of supply chains uh you know whilst products are in that commercial stage um sustainability um i can see being significantly higher in the agenda again it was far higher and more prevalent than we've ever seen it before and rightly so um, but this is an area where you know we are really pushing um to, to drive more and more we have a responsibility to a degree to you know to, to showcase um sustainability efforts in the industry and to make sure that this is front of mind at um you know the, one of the the key leading place if not the leading um you know meeting place for, for the industry um so so, so and, and along with that things like diversity um uh, and, and inclusion uh, within the industry as well um it's something that we're constantly trying to drive as well uh, and, and build higher up the agenda and ensure it has greater and greater prevalence so you know there will be there'll be certain things 
outside of you know the amount of research the amount that research is telling us that uh, that will remain high on the agenda or higher than ever before because logic pharma has a responsibility um for those products is those um uh, those um you know pieces of content those those uh, to 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 yeah you know it's to to be there really and and to be prevalent so another sort of big um topic right now is the economic uncertainty of high inflation it's sort of have an impact across the whole supply chain from the cost of uh, raw materials up to the the final product for the consumer um we're wondering do you have any advice that you could give our listeners for um, how they can increase their resilience against economic uncertainty. Um, I personally, uh, I personally, I'm not sure whether I can give any, 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 any key advice in this space. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a curator of the content for the event and work mm-hmm. with the producers. But what I'm hearing from the industry um, uh, is those that is, is, is well, a few things, I guess. You know, collaboration. And uh, you know, finding opportunities for uh, yeah, for for sharing uh, space on aircraft, on seacraft, you know, pre-competitive collaboration in order to to yeah, to, you know, to to share um, various different modes of transport and capacity within um, is a real opportunity. It's not an easy one to to uh, to do, and it requires real collaboration, not just between the producers themselves, um, but with the producers and the three three PLs and three PLs they're working with as well. That's a really important one. Um, another thing, just just going to the resiliency resiliency side of things, is particularly amidst many of the black swan. Um, events of previous years, those producers who have been the most digitally developed, um, who have the highest levels of automation, the highest levels of of, uh, digitally derived insight across their end-to-end supply chains, they're the ones that have weathered the storm most effectively. Um, and uh, and will continue to do so. They're able to spot and uh, well, yeah, it's spot opportunities and enact those opportunities in terms of driving efficiency um, and also driving agility and resultant agi- resilience um, in, in in the current economic climate. Uh, the, the the thing at the but the uh, the underlines all of this, however, you know, the, this is supply chain. You know, this is uh, yeah, get, getting products around the world that comes with um, you know cost and when. Almost all of the means of transport are, um, you know, still still petroleum derived, uh, you know, um, and and the cost of uh, of fuels, air fuel, and and sea fuel have have skyrocketed. You know, the need to drive down costs, particularly for those that are higher volume and lower value, like generics companies. You know, everyone is certainly getting squeezed. But this is not a an industry which is you know quite so affected as as uh, the consumer packaged um, goods industry, for example, um, because you know the products that are being delivered are life improving and life saving uh, products um, that uh, are not completely um, sort of economic downturn. Um, uh, well, yeah immune let's say but uh you know that they, they they're far less affected perhaps than, than other verticals and other consumer products that are out there um so that's another thing to consider brilliant and you mentioned sustainability in an earlier answer and i wondered if in your research you'd come across any advice for listeners on kind of changing regulations if there's any new technology out there 
that they should be kind of aware of when adapting to regulations. So there's, there's, a, there's a huge amount of regulation coming in in the European space, both um, you know regional and uh, EU-wide uh, with regards to sustainability. Um, and the industry as a whole is, you know, looking at this and, and really trying to ensure that it's best positioned to, to meet the regulations in the years to come. So I've no doubt that this will be a key part of the discussions uh, at Logi Pharma over the next few years. Um, the industry at the moment is, uh, well, each producer is at a different stage. It's a very complex picture with regards to sustainability because, you know, no, no, no producer has their own fleet of of transportation, their own fleet of aircraft, their own fleet of, um, of you know, sea freight liners, or even on, on a regional basis, they work with partners and their partners work with partners and their partners' partners often work with partners as well. And to get an understanding of, of your global supply chain's um, carbon footprint in the first instance, that is the first step just understanding what your impact uh, in terms of you know um ca ca you know carbon carbon um, emissions because that, that's the big one that everyone is looking at uh, and rightly so um that is the first step and uh, you know it, it's proving to be far more difficult as a result of the complexity of the global picture that i mentioned beforehand so one thing that we're seeing um is you know the the kind of uh, partners who are ar who are far more uh, transparent and provide far more in the way of visibility on their their uh, their emissions um, and you know just have yeah are able to provide that visibility that uh, integration into pharma and med device companies um, sustainability tracking systems are often the ones that uh, and also who obviously um, show that they are far more um, sustainable they, they they have they have you know better credentials on this side um, are the ones that are being um, selected um, as as partners. So um, across the board, uh, you know, it's not just about price. Um, it's not just about quality of service, though that is still the fundamental driver within the space. But sustainability uh, within procurement um, and contract renewals and partner selection um, is becoming more and more important. Um, so you know, on both sides of the fence, uh, this is no longer a nice to have; it's a must have, um, and it should be an absolute top priority. Um, so then I guess that, yeah, if it's not, my one piece of advice is make it. Yeah. yeah. And I think it leads quite well into positive change in the industry. And I think that that's the kind of key thing we want to get out of the podcast is so many things can be quite negative and there's so much uncertainty, but kind of looking at the bright side at the kind of positives on the horizon for for the pharmacy for the pharma industry. And yeah, we're just kind of keen to hear if you've kind of got any other positive changes that are kind of on the horizon, if you've got any key industry success stories or just any words of wisdom really kind of get out of the doom and gloom and kind of onto the, onto the all the good things on the Yeah, on the got move. you. Got you, understood, yeah. So, I mean, when you look at the, you know, when you look at real mainstream news and mm -hmm. global news, the only time that supply chain really comes up Mm -hmm. in, in, in news is when things go wrong because they're incredibly <laughs> yeah. important Very true. But, you know when, is, when, th yeah. when things are when things go right it's just business as usual and you know everyone's got the drugs that they need or the you know whatever supply chain you're talking about obviously in this this instance it's, it's drugs or medical devices that they need um happy days it's when things go wrong that uh you know that, that it's newsworthy because 
um, yeah, because of the implications of that. And the implications in this industry, you know, are, are uh, perhaps more severe than than almost any other as well. Um, but but what Lodgy Pharma is, um, you know, for those that are in the industry, is exactly what you mentioned. It's an opportunity to be um, celebrating, but, but beyond just celebrating and, you know, kind of uh, giving you know, a round of applause to those that have done, you know, good work within the industry. It's a real opportunity to extract um, best practice, to extract lessons learned, and for those who are paving the way in the industry to, to you know, to, to really be, be shining a light on what they're doing and, and to beyond, you know, in a pre-competitive context and beyond just, uh, yeah, trying to, you know, get a, a poker star, keeping all, all your child, cards really close to your chest. You know, give something back to the industry and 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 provide the opportunity um, in in perhaps non-competitive ways. Sometimes even in competitive areas where the drivers and the opportunities, you know, for greater good across the industry are so great. Um, it's an opportunity for those in the industry who are really doing you know interesting and 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 unique or special things to to shout about it. And for those that are in in attendance and there to to learn, to to learn from it, to do exactly that and to take those lessons home um, and to and and apply them within their own organizations. And that could be that could be anything from you know how producers are collaborating on novel technologies like you know the I don't know the the distributed uh, distributed ledger ledger association um, and, and the farmer farmer ledger association PLA they they call themselves um, who are you know are, are the, the 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 top pharma companies in the space all the major producers have got together. And in a pre-competitive space, have started driving pilot projects across the industry. You know, uh, because blockchain, by its very nature, is something that requires collaboration. Um, it is. It's in the word. It's distributed. The ledger is, and so you need to have a critical mass of of of, uh, of, of industry players working towards a common goal in order for this potentially, you know, really very revolutionary type of technology to um, to to have any, um, you know, it, it, yeah, to, to to have any chance of of, of success, um, but. Uh, it, yeah, it's opportunity. You know, we're able to shine a light on and really raise the profile of uh, uh, projects like that. Um, all the really cool. You know, we had it. We had a case study with a live um, video link to to um, Ghana, where Boringa Ingelheim are working with uh, in a consortium with Zipline, who are a drone organisation, and a company called Cowtribe, who are a not-for-profit based out in Ghana, to in in a region where there is really limited infrastructure, um, you know, and uh, it's just not possible to get vaccines to you know to some parts of the the uh, the country. Um, this isn't just the uh, human vaccines, but also animal health vaccines. Um, when it's just not possible to to get it out there in a timely um, and uh, you know quality quality controlled uh, manner that they're using they're using drones and it's working incredibly well um so so you know the use of novel tech really novel technologies in in areas um where there's just bypassing the needs for roads uh, there, there's just a couple of examples but i mean there's loads like i mentioned that there are 250 speakers there's 2000 people the, you know the people that, that that speak at the event we we have you know we we ha we select and invite based upon them doing really interesting things we try not to get anyone involved in the discussions who doesn't have something really interesting to say so off the off the back of that question i could be here for hours but that just gives you a taste oh, it sounds yeah, amazing that was really something that stood out to me when i was there because all of the conversations 
it wasn't focused on these are the problems, look how scary this is, look how everything's going wrong. It's here's what we can do about it, here's what we should be doing about it. What do you think? This is what I think. It was such a great sort of environment because I was sort of walking through the main conference area and I just walked past people as I was doing my job, hearing these different conversations. It was just so nice to hear that sort of positive outlook on it all. Mm. Um, it was really good to be there. Right. And um, we mentioned earlier that one of our other episodes, which I think will come out before we do this one, is where I spoke to George uh, Berres from Roche. Um, and he sort of spoke about uh, how Roche is tackling patient centricity. Um, so I was wondering if you could give us any more sort of insight into, into Roche, their um, involvement in that, and also their involvement in Lodger Pharma. Well, I mean, George is definitely your man to talk to. Uh, <laughs> Roche, Rush don't really require any introduction. If if they do, uh, I'm probably the wrong person to be to be to be giving it. But they're, they're, they're you know they have been and probably will continue to be one of the largest pharmaceutical companies in the world for mm-hmm. for a good long good long while. They've been around for a very long while. Um, yeah, uh, they, they, they've got a longer history than perhaps um, any other pharma company, perhaps perhaps apart from. Uh, uh, from the folks at Sanofi for the obvious reasons, but you know that they, they have been around for a very long time, and uh, along with you know having some brands that are that are household names um, as part of their consumer division, and uh, you know we we will all know um, they are also at the absolute vanguard of um, uh, of novel modalities. So I mentioned earlier on in the call here, um, cell gene therapies. Roche are heavily invested, um, and and their their R and D pipeline is, is is populated with a great many, um, you know, very very personalised novel modalities. And patient centricity absolutely has to be at the core um, of the of the uh, the uh, you know the, the the supply chain design, the supply chain setup, the supply chain delivery for these kind of products. But they're applying those principles right through to um, the consumer consumer grade products that they have as well so you know when when driving forward uh, things like efficiencies and qualities and all the rest of it in the supply chain at the back of their mind and part of the one of the key pillars of their remit and and george i'm sure will be able to to describe all of this far more eloquently than i um <laughs> is uh yeah is, is keeping the patient at the center of the picture and ensuring that you know the the the, the, ph- the pharma industry uh, historically has had a potential a potential to you know view their customer the customer could be uh, and often and often is um, a wholesaler like Walgreens Boots Alliance or whoever it might be, you know, CVS, um, as as the kind of the final node. You know, as soon as they've passed it over, they've sold it to onto a wholesaler. It's not necessarily you know something they've really tracked beyond. But the industry as a whole uh, is is really shifting, um, partly because of these new products, but just partly because of a mind sh- mind shift um, and a very very positive one, whereby you know the final recipient, the actual patient, the human. Um, or if it's animal health, the the animal who is you know, <laughs> but, 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 you know, with a real onus upon the you know, human uh, pharmaceuticals um, and medical device, you know, this, uh, yeah, the, it's it, the 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 supply chain and its design uh, and the kind of insight that the pharma companies are trying to you know, ensure, and also just the ethical side of things, you know, it goes right down to that individual who is taking the product, uh, and rightly so. Brilliant. And I know we've got another on-site interview that you did, Lucas, as well, um, with Daniel Fritz coming up um, with Pharma Ledger, and you kind of touched on them a bit as well, Will. But yeah, is there anything that you can add to that kind of conversation? Maybe Lucas is better with explaining, giving a little foreword onto that chat that you guys had on-site. 
Yeah, yeah, Dan spoke about um, well, Farmer Ledger in, in general and how mm-hmm. it starts off with a certain period of um, how long it had gone for, and then due to the success, they've carried it on. Am I right in saying that? Um, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I hadn't given them as one of the two, the, the, you know, plucked them out as one of the two examples um, of, of, of what I find exciting about the event, because there's so much more I, I didn't realise that you'd be asking me <laughs> about <laughs> those guys specifically. <laughs> but um, yeah, D- Dan... So Dan was, Dan's great. Um, mm-hmm. Dan was the the head of supply chain IT architecture at Novartis. Um, so, you know, big, big pharma. He's got a huge amount of experience within the industry. The technology that they are driving, you know, whether it's application is within, um, you know, serialization um, or, or, you know, clinical trials or inventory management or the application of, uh, of blockchain, um, particularly particularly in conjunction with digital twin technology is, is, is enormous. But what it absolutely does require is uh, a critical mass of people bought into an idea in order for it to, to work. You know, um, so 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 the idea of a single um, pharma company uh, piloting, uh, you know, the the, the 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 technology itself, the 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 you know, the, the anonymized dis, 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 distributed ledger technology, um, it just it just wouldn't work. <laughs> so they needed. Yeah, they needed this critical mass of of producers of, uh, to, to get involved, and so Dan, along with you know some some um, fantastic other key players, the likes of Rene Cronenberg over at AbbVie, Brian Thornley and his team at MSD, um, Lars Brammer um, and Thomas Panzer and Co over at Bayer. The list goes on. Like you know, really big producers and big names with a lot of weight that put a lot of that weight behind this project ensured that in a relatively short space of time, in three years, um, Pharma Ledger, which has now become the Pharma Ledger Association, PLA, um, has moved beyond just, you know, a series of, uh, of pilots um, and a, uh, yeah, a short period of uh, trying to ascertain whether it was, you know, something that was going to work. They did a lot of fast failing. They took a lot of, you know, ideas from kind of that Silicon Valley um, technological development, uh, you know, uh, Bible of of how to ensure, you know, lean transformation, and they made it work. They made it work really well, and so and so and so. Um, Dan's moved over full time to, to the PLA. I'm sure he'll be able to tell you much, much more about what they're doing. Um, and uh, and yeah, it's you know, it's something that uh, hopefully we at Logic Farm were able to 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 have some some part to play in as well in terms of raising their profile in the industry. And and I know that they they were able to make a lot of network, you know, developments with their network and get new players in as a result of audience members that were in you know in the in the uh, in the room when we had them on our plenaries in the past. So so um, yeah, they're great. You know, uh, you should look forward to the conversation with Dan. He's 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 a very passionate, very knowledgeable man. Yeah, amazing. And yeah, I'll be looking forward to that episode coming out as well. Um, As we kind of get towards the end, we're going to ask this question to everyone that we interview. But obviously, you've got, uh, as you've shown over our chat today, lots of experience. So we were just wondering if there's any kind of commonly held beliefs in the industry or any myths that you might want to debunk while while we've got you on the on the podcast. Fundamentally, uh, I guess the key key myth that I want to debunk is uh, that the industry is still made up of middle-aged white men, and that they are the ones that you know uh, are, are calling the shots and and uh, continue to 
continue to drive the industry, the direction it's heading in, and the ethos and uh, you know thought thought yeah the, you know the, the way in which challenges and opportunities are approached. Um, the diversity and inclusion, though it still has a long way to go, the diversity and inclusion that I'm seeing um, within what has, you know, been, yeah, has been seen as a very traditional um, part of the of the industry's operations, um, you know, within within an industry which is 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 quite traditional in itself. The, the leaps and bounds that we're seeing in terms of, you know, the, the numbers of, uh, of, of, of female thought leaders and just female representatives across the industry um, of those in ethnic minorities, um, but also, you know, diversity um, across just, uh, you know, race and gender, you know, into, um, you know, uh, yeah, like of, of the full range of, of, of LGBTQ, um, you know, the, all of these very, very, uh, and those, you know, coming from from positions of, of, of you know, less, less physically abled as well, being able to have those, uh, you know, perspectives from all of uh, a real range of very diverse uh, and inclusive uh, my, you know, viewpoints has a direct um, and positive correlation uh, upon the performance um, of supply chains. Um, it, sound, it sounds strange, but it, it's true. The, the, the wider you can make your um, your, your range of, of uh, perspectives of those in your teams, and a lot of these teams are very, very large. The the, the wider the range of you know potential solutions um, that the, the, the will come out of that that body of uh, of, um, of employees, and the industry as a whole is making really great steps, you know, really significant steps um, towards you know in, in driving its its diversity uh, and in, inclusion, um, which is wonderful to see. So so uh, you know there is is a myth that uh, I, yeah perhaps once was true. Um, but I'd like to, to debunk it. You know, we have a bit of a litmus test of the, t you know, where we are in terms of a moment in time, and say, yeah, farmer operations and farm supply chain, and the pharmaceutical industry as a whole, um, is becoming far more diverse, uh, far more equitable, far far more inclusive, and reaping the rewards. Yeah, it's such right. an important subject. Yeah, I think we um, we sort of spoke about this before the importance of have different types of conversations mm -hmm. with different types of people. So it's definitely something we want to carry on uh, forward. Thank you very much for taking time out of your, as you said, very busy schedule to chat with us. It's been such a great conversation. Thanks very much, both. Thank you very much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Logi Pharma podcast. If you'd like to get involved with any sponsorship opportunities, Lucas, what can our listeners do? Well, Megan, if you'd like to get involved, anyone listening, you can email podcast at logipharma.co.uk and one of us will get in touch. Yeah, we've got various sponsorship opportunities available. So we look forward to hearing from you. Mm -hmm.